0: You're with Shirley, that radio chick. Welcome to the Still Rocking It podcast where we'll have news, reviews and interviews with some of our favourite Australian musicians and artists. Today we speak to English-born Australian singer-songwriter from Adelaide, Glenn Shorrick, 72 years young and on his way to Adelaide next month. We'll hear a song from his time with the Twilights, Axiom, the Little River Band, and one of Glenn's that I'm sure will surprise you. What's he up to at the moment? Let's find out. You're with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick. We have one of my favourites chatting to us today, Mr Glenn. Barry Shorek. How are you, Glenn? Oh, I'm fine, and that's uh, my pleasure. We're very excited because we've got you coming to our beautiful town next month, yeah. bringing your
1: show. Yes, I'm in the exotic suburb of Paraka.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right.
1: I remember it well because in my early days growing up in Elizabeth, we would drive as fast as we can through Paraka because of the abattoirs. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, the bridgeway is one of our... Favourite venues. a lot of you guys played out there in your early days from Elizabeth?
1: I'd already gone before that became a venue. I left Adelaide with the Twilights back in 1965 and we moved to Melbourne and I you know, became fully-fledged entertainers. I know that the Bridgeway is a, a favourite amongst my peers, all the friends that I've made over the years. Highly of the venue, and the circle is turning. You know, I used to go through Baraka as fast as I could. Now I will be lingering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's about time you played there, then, by the sound of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, we're very excited to have King of Pop, an Order of Australia, an AM, SA Hall of Famer, and ARIA Hall of Famer coming out oh. to play for us in our little town. What can we expect? to hear when you come
1: then? Oh, you I I just tell a lot of lies about my past. (laughs) (laughs) I don't tell them the time I spent in Yatla. (laughs) But uh, no, I I always like coming back to the old area because that's where I first became hooked on um, what was called rock and roll. And um, I was uh, 12 years old when I heard Heartbreak Hotel in the Elder Park hostel, actually, in 1956, I think it was. And so I've just been doing this for, well... A hundred
0: years. (laughs) Yeah, a
1: long time. I never thought I'd be doing it in my 70s, but here I am still going along. I've just done two shows in the south of New South Wales over the weekend. I still do a bit of travelling, but not as much as before.
0: So two years (laughs) after hearing that song... Here in Elizabeth, you did your very first performance in 1958, and that was an Elvis song.
1: Ah, yeah, but that wasn't really a performance. That was just something that I was pulling around with. You know, I was besotted by Elvis Presley and all the other great rock and roll artists of that time, Little Richard and the Ebley Brothers, and they taught me a lot just listening to them. I I just cut out a cardboard guitar and strung it around my neck. And uh, and wiggled my hips as best I could. And I mimed to Elvis's All Shook Up. And halfway through the mime, the record player broke down. So I I just sang it myself. And um, everybody said, oh, you're good. Gave me a clap. I, I was sort of hooked on becoming a performer then. I was only like 15.
0: Yeah, very young.
1: It, it wasn't until I left school and I worked in the mimes department in Adelaide alongside a guy who was in a vocal group. I would sing along with him as we worked. He encouraged me to um, start my own career. I was going to join his group, but the guy that left came back into their group, so I was left with all the enthusiasm. I better do something about it, and I just said to my buddies, you know, guys I used to knock around with, Paddy McCartney and Mike Sykes. Why don't we do a vocal group? And uh, that's, that's how it all began. So we were called the Checkmates for, for a minute, and mm-hmm. then we changed it to uh, the Twilights because, well, I don't know, we thought it was more romantic. <laughs> and that was back in the early 60s, 62, pre Beatles. We would sing behind John Perry and the Hurricanes, people like that around the suburbs of Adelaide and Elizabeth and whatever. And then in 1963, we heard this band from Liverpool, the Beatles, yeah. and uh, it just changed everything. We all got besotted and combed our hair forward and tried to speak in thick Liverpudlian accents, <laughs> and uh, we just followed whatever they did. I mean, the Beatles changed everything for, for, for everybody. Everybody, changed, that's right. They changed society in itself.
0: They definitely did. Speaking of the Beatles, Glenn recorded a song for the Then and Now Australia Salutes the Beatles album. Here's his wonderful version from that album, Paperback Writer. Back with founding member of Twilight's Axiom and the Little River Band right after this. Paperback Writer, Paperback writer. Paperback writer. Fast forward, I think the last gig that I saw you here in Adelaide would have been February 2020 at the Gov, just before our whole world changed yet yeah. again.
1: Yeah, that's right. I did that for a couple of nights. That was the first one for me as well. I had never played the iconic Governor Highmarsh, so I was pleased to do that. It was fun. But, you know, I, I always like coming back to Adelaide, catching up with old comrades and things.
0: So you catch up with John Bywaters when you come?
1: Yeah, oh yeah I, I, I'm still keep in contact with John, the bass player from the Twilights. He and I, you know, we just reminisce, if you excuse the pun. (laughs) Um, As I say, they were good years for me, those teenage years. By the time I was 20, I'd I'd become um, what we call a weekend pop star with the Twilights. And then when we moved to Melbourne, we just gave up our day jobs and became the real deal, the the recording band. And we, we had a good six years together. The Twilights are still my favourite band because of that.
0: I catch up with John Bywaters quite regularly and see him play. He plays in quite a few bands still here and around Adelaide. And, of course, he and I are both on the Support Act South Australia committee together. Very good. He's a great bloke. He sure is. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he is. He's a good bass player,
0: too. He's all right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's, he's pretty darn good, that's for sure. He's in high demand here. Definitely. Yeah. After the Twilight, what happened? The Twilight broke up. Axiom yeah. became your next band.
1: Yes, in 1968 or early 69, the band broke up. One Laurie Pryor, a drummer, decided he didn't want to go back to England. We had planned to go back a second go and uh, making it in London again, but he decided he didn't want to do it. and We were running out of steam by then. Yep. records weren't, weren't doing as well. And uh, Terry, he said, well, if Laurie's not going to go, I'm not going to go. And all of a sudden, there's no more Twilight. I thought that was the end of the road for me. And then, lo and behold, Brian loomed out of the mists of time. Brian Cadd, he'd split from the group, and he and I hatched the plan to form what they termed a super group. We pinched guys from different bands and became Axiom. We recorded Arkansas Grass, and then I had a, a number one hit with Little Rose Sunshine and went off to England again with Axiom. That did us in over there. That didn't work for a couple of reasons. So Axiom split up. Most of them came back to Australia. I decided to stay on in London and I was starting to write some reasonable you know, commercial tunes then and I got myself a publishing deal and I just worked around the recording studios and ended up singing behind the Living It and John and Cliff Richard and, and a lot of those Aussie sort of uh, mafia type people.
0: <laughs> Ex-pats.
1: <laughs> Ex-pats that lived over there and were trying to make it. You know, Max Merritt was around there. Russell Morris was giving it a go. There was a lot of us there and we have a bit of a community in a way.
0: Yeah, all your ex-Aussies. It's great also to see Brian. He's still performing as well. He was here in Adelaide not that long ago. Let's hear your version of the Axiom song, Arkansas Grass. You're with Shirley, that radio chick. Hope you're still rocking it. Back with Glenn right after this. Guys, I think you are proof of my theory that rock and roll is the fountain of youth. You guys just don't age, do you? You just go
1: on and on. Oh, I know, but it's starting to catch up with me a little bit these days, I've got to say. It's been a very successful career for me and I'm very proud of what we've done in Australian music, especially internationally with a little river band. I mean, that band opened the doors for so many other Aussie acts to this day. I'd never realised that it was going to last this long. I'm quite happy because my voice is still good and the songs are still good. People like to hear all those old songs especially the LRB stuff. I'm still pleased to keep going and I will keep going till they tell me to shut up.
0: What do you think was the secret behind the Little River Band's international success where so many other bands didn't succeed? Yeah. You guys did. You've had unbelievable international chart success.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It didn't come all at once, but basically the material, the songs. We had an arsenal of almost 100 songs between the three of us, B. Bertles, Graham Goble, and myself. And, of course, we're all Adelaide guys, so we had a connection there. We uh, just wrote some good songs, and we sang those good songs with a great band. That's all we needed. The Americans, Americans thought we were English to begin with, because <laughs> you guys talk funny, you know? <laughs> Alongside of us breaking into the American market were another lovely, melodic, quiet band called A C D C. I
0: I do believe that all the best artists come out of Adelaide. I'm not biased or anything.
1: It was a high a high percentage, definitely. Pro for the size of the place. Back then, you know, we had some great talent. Even in those very early days when I was knocking around with the vocal groups and Bobby Brighton, the Bowman, and uh, Doug Ashdown came out of them. But there were some just good local bands. There always has been. Yeah. Masters Apprentices, of course.
0: Yeah, they're still going as well.
1: Blues, Blues, Rags and Hollers with another hit band there. The list is endless. I can't remember them all now because I'm very vague.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the Angels. The
1: Angels, of course.
0: Yeah. I'm very proud of our Adelaide musical heritage and what you've all gone on to achieve. And ACDC is still, like you say, out there achieving it as well. One of your songs, Cool Change, has been um, voted by ACRA as in the top 30 Aussie songs of all time.
1: Yeah, I knew that. That happened a few years back, and I'm proud of that. It, it has been my most successful song. It, it's reached the wider audience. It's played more than all my other songs, even Help Is On Its Way. That was a big song for me in the States. Help Is On Its Way with number five or six, I think. But we had we had something like eight to ten Top 20 hits in a row in the States. That's a big achievement. Uh, It is a big achievement. A lot of people can do it once or twice, but we did it 10 times. And uh, it was uh, very profitable, of course. We joined on stage with the likes of the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and Doobie Brothers and people that we admired and looked up to, and and they uh, looked up to us as well. It was a wonderful period. But then, as in all bands, the cracks begin to show. Things started to change, which I didn't uh, agree with. Obviously, I didn't like the change when they changed from me to farm them. <laughs> So, You know, fair enough.
0: There's
1: a lot of water under the bridge. There's no hard feelings about those sort of things.
0: Talking about the songs, and there's been so many great songs, do you have a favourite to play, or is that like asking you to pick a favourite child?
1: Yes, in a a way. But obviously Cool Change is the one that people connect with and follow closely by helpers On It's Way. But I get to sing a lot of the other songs that Graham wrote and Beeb wrote, like Reminiscing and Lady. Lady was a big hit in the States. So I just count my blessings that I've got a body of work to draw from. And, of course, with Axiom, you know, a little round sunshine, people love, still love to hear that as well.
0: We sure and do. To,
1: and uh, Needle in a Haystack, if I can stay on my feet, I hope I can do that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't resist it. Let's play Needle in a Haystack now. Back more with Glenn Shorek after this historic <laughs> Twilight's tune. with Shirley that radio chicken we are chatting to the guy who played Johnny O'Keefe's dad in the 2008 musical Shout with David Campbell. What about to listen to Glenn when you're driving alone in your car or whatever? What yeah. do you like to listen to? Oh,
1: yeah, I don't have the radio on much anymore at all, but I listen and I look and I read about new acts and pay attention to the reviewers. If they give them a four-star review, and it might be something, you know, in the genre of folk rock or rock folk or something, then I would get on the Spotify and have a listen. I found lots of lovely music that I would have missed otherwise.
0: like discovering new things.
1: Yeah, but they have to be in the in the genre that I like. But I like to be surprised. I love virtuoso playing, like Frank Zappa, you know, the very progressive yes. rock that came along. That's something I can't do, and I, I love to hear people do it well. Jeff Beck is one of the great guitar players of all time. Yes. Oh, there's, there's endless pieces of music that I'm drawn to, even classical music and jazz. and Indian music, Indian classical music I love, and I love Celtic music because that's the roots of what we do anyway. I like the musicology kind of thing, you know, yes. tracing it back.
0: Having moved to Sydney, have you... Change to rugby league or do you follow an AFL team?
1: I don't like rugby league, but they take the heat off news. You know, once upon a time, everybody would get down on rock and roll players because they thought we were unruly and whatever. I follow the Swans now. I'm an ambassador for the Sydney Swans and I'm pleased to say we're having a better season than we did in the last couple. So, um, yeah, I go to the games quite a bit and you know I've got to know some of the players over the years. Glenn Wheatley was on the board of the Swans for a few years and that's been a long-standing relationship. I'm a sports couch potato. I like watching <laughs> cricket. I follow Formula One motor racing. I have done since I was a boy and my heroes weren't pop stars in those days. They were racing drivers like Fangio and Sterling Moss. That's who I look up to as a small boy. I've got a wide taste. I love to learn in our National Geographic documentaries, anything that I can see about the wildlife and the nature and the condition of our planet, I'm, I'm interested in.
0: I may very well see you at a Swans Richmond game one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, you go for Richmond, yeah?
0: I'm a Tigers
1: okay. girl. Oh, what, but you're from Adelaide?
0: Correct. Yes. So I follow Glenel here, the Tigers here in Adelaide. Went on to follow the Tigers in the AFL as well.
1: Yeah, I get it. I lived in South Melbourne for a period of my life, so the South Melbourne football team became the Swans, of course. And I, I moved up to Sydney, and two years later started the football team. So they good.
0: followed you. They
1: followed me. Actually, Derek Polici, our Little River Band's drummer, took to wearing a sleeveless swan's jumper to play live because it was comfortable for him they noticed that and they got in touch with us and that's how the relationship started
0: very cool let's get on to seeing you here in our lovely town very soon saturday the 12th of june and i bet you're as pleased as everybody else i've been speaking to to be getting out again in front of an audience
1: oh yeah that's my job i love to be able to sing these great songs still and um It'll be nice to do it in almost my own backyard again. I haven't been to Elizabeth. I don't have any connection anymore with Elizabeth except my memory. I grew up there. Paraka's as close as I'm going to get for a while, I think. I really am looking forward to it. I hope I can do well and and that people uh, come and see and get off on what I'm getting off
0: on. We're going to love it. I've been out to the Bridgeway a couple of times recently and we can even dance now. I look forward to seeing you there. Good. I shall see you down the front.
1: Well, I'm bringing bringing a great band with me from Sydney and Melbourne. They do me proud. It'll be a good night.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Glenn. I know you're a very busy man. Looking forward to hearing all of those wonderful songs out at the Bridgeway next month.
1: Me too. All right. All the best. Bye.
0: Bye. Well, we'd better go out with APRA's 75th Anniversary Celebration Top 30 Australian Songs of All Time Written by Adelaide's own Glenn Shorrock. Yeah, yeah. You're with Cheryl Lee, that radio chick Thank you so much for joining me on the still rocking it podcast hope to catch you again next time get out when you can support aussie music and i'll see you down the front